welcome to One Controller Report Podcast, Episode 9. What you just heard was a track from Jet Set Radio. Uh, I think it's Future. It might be both games, actually. Uh, but yeah, uh, like this, like that. Yep. So, pretty cool game. It's the original one's on the Xbox, but then you can also get the... Uh, or the uh, the second one's on the Xbox. You can also get the original on a variety of platforms now, I believe. Both XBLA, PSN, and it's coming to Vita. Um, so, yeah, although I prefer Future in the end. That's an Xbox exclusive still. An original Xbox exclusive. I'm not sure if it's backwards compatible on other platforms. But hello and welcome for, for this week. Yeah. Um... We're here to to talk again. I think I'm going to try this as a weekly thing again. I just got to keep it up. Uh, so we'll see how how that goes. Um, a few things. If you saw, uh, I posted a Kirby Air Ride video. So yay! Posted a Kirby Air Ride video. It's good because that thing was like sitting on my hard drive for probably a year. <laughs> All that footage. It was ready just to, ready to be edited basically. Uh, and I, I did a, another take on the audio, uh, later and later on at some point. Um, so definitely was a long time in the work. You'll be hearing or seeing another one, uh, later this week. So prepare for that. Another video in the, that same vein. Um, I also posted a video on Frontier Gate that was mainly just to test uh, the the how much stress I could put on my capture card in terms of recording length. Uh, you guys didn't see it yourself. I put about 13 minutes in that, uh, but I ended up testing it for probably about 20 or so minutes, and it ran fine. And then I put in another test uh, about for another 40 minutes for the video uh, later this week. I think I already said that it was Anarchy Reigns on my blog, but yeah, I do a little like preview thing of Anarchy Reigns Japanese demo. I might keep it up uh, just showing off Japanese content. Um, like there's a uh, free-to-play uh, Japanese-only Gundam game I might show off as something. I want it to be stuff that, you know, you don't have to go out of your way to buy because then, you know, then you hit into a whole mess. I want something that it can be accessible to people so they can go check it out themselves. Uh, so yeah, and then, you know, there might be some more videos on the way. I hope that there'd be. Uh, I know there's one in the production phase. I just gotta, I gotta read the script at this point. Um, capture a couple more, uh, pieces of footage. And then from there, I'm gonna have to really, I haven't really envisioned where the video's gonna go that well, to be honest. Um, I think, I think I have enough, all the footage I need in terms of game footage. Um, but I need some, uh, little live segments that I gotta gotta fill in um so yeah anyways quite a bit happened this week well one big thing happened one thing i want to talk about and then uh, another one that's kind of been a little controversial happened so let's let's get to it so so the big news that's like no no secret at all is that there is a a 3ds xl um that nintendo announced and and pretty much it's it's pretty much the same thing other than it's really big. <laughs> so really big screen size. Uh, there's not really any, it's not like a DSi, which, uh, you know, like the DSi enhanced the original DS uh, beyond just what the uh, DS Lite could do, although it did take away GBA support. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's $200. Uh, in, in North America, it comes with an AC adapter. Oddly enough, in Europe and Japan, I believe... Uh, I, well, I know Japan 
I'm pretty sure in Japan it doesn't come with an AC adapter, and I think in Europe it doesn't come with an AC adapter, which is really bizarre. It uses the same AC adapter as this 3DS. So I'm guessing with that, they're just kind of positioning it as either a secondary console for someone who already has the other 3DS, or an upgrade, which is a little strange uh, to see them do it. Do that. It's not really, and it's not really an upgrade system, in my opinion. Uh, it's more of an alternative system. You know, I think if you're gonna buy a 3DS, you know, you're gonna look at the 3DS and look at the XL and choose between which ones you want. I don't think it's gonna be well. Clearly, the XL is better, or something like that. Um, it is better for playing DS games, to what we understand, because the screen actually matches the DS screen size. Um, so yeah, I remember the DSi XL was really late in the life cycle, but it was well-received. So I'm interested in seeing. I gotta get my hands on it to decide if I personally want to uh, to do it. Uh, there's no second circle pad, which is kind of strange, but like I said, it's not really an upgrade. It's more of an alternative. Um, I would have liked that second circle pad. That, and we don't know if there's a specific uh, uh, pro controller add-on thing or whatever um, for the side. So... Yeah, it's it's interesting. I might trade up, but it's something I want to get my hands on before I actually, you know, decide to do that. Because um, the, the main reason I, I really am considering it is because my 3DS is a launch 3DS and the screens like to kill each other. So I really, I, I would like to get get that that uh, unintended feature <laughs> out of my, my system so I don't worry about like having to put a cloth between my 3DS uh like I do now when I take it places. The next thing's kind of a, a me thing, so I'll try to go over it quick because it's Final Fantasy XI stuff, and they announced a new expansion pack for Final Fantasy XI. I forgot what it's called. Crap, I didn't read the name down here. Something of Adul's or something like that. Looks cool. It, the town's weird because it kind of reminds me like a it reminds me of the Orcrean of Time beta town. It's just like big and blocky and everything. <laughs> so... So yeah, but the uh, the sad news was is that uh, at the end of the uh, Vana Fest, which is the Final Fantasy XI event, Tanaka, uh, the uh, producer of Final Fantasy XI and XIV, or used to be the producer of Final Fantasy XIV, uh, left. Uh, it just announced he was leaving Square Enix there, uh, which was sad. But it was like I got health health problems, man. And I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. You gotta. Gotta do what you gotta do. Although he said he thinks he might do some independent projects. Um, so you might see some stuff like, uh, I know Sakaguchi recently did like a iOS game or whatever with surfing. It looked alright. I didn't really particularly, I don't know. I, a lot of iOS games don't really look particularly interesting to me, but that's because I'm probably not really the market for them. Except for Chaos Rings. Gotta get Chaos Rings. One of these days. One of these days. So yeah, so, um, that, that aside, uh, the other thing that was interesting that also came from the uh, Nintendo Direct where Nintendo announced the uh, 3DS XL. If you don't know, Nintendo Direct's an uh, online video stream that Nintendo does every three or so months uh, to to announce things. Um, is that uh, Namco Bandai will be will be uh, basically the 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 muscle behind uh, developing Super Smash Brothers, uh, the next one for the Wii U and 3DS. And Sakurai's still at the helm, so I'm sure it'll be fine. And it's really interesting, because you see a lot of people say, wow, this is really awful, because I would agree that Namco Bandai is kind of a weird choice. It's kind of random. Um, I just, whenever you think Smash Brothers at first, you wouldn't think, oh, Namco Bandai. Um, I would think probably more of, like, I guess since it's just fighters, but I would think Capcom, personally, but yeah. 
and that and Nintendo and Capcom have had a good relationship in the past. Namco, Bandai, and Nintendo, I guess they have, but it's never really been in the forefront. But maybe this is a part of trying to build that relationship. Although, I wouldn't say Namco Bandai is particularly a developer um, that uh, is that relevant here in the West anymore. Um, so yeah, and Sakurai was really upset because people were like, he's like, don't bad talk it. And the thing I always, I've been saying is that like, Smash Brothers Brawl, if I crawl correctly, was developed by a company who is known for JRPGs. Uh... So, I think as long as Sakurai's at the helm, it'll be fine. Uh, I don't think Nintendo's going to release a title that's, you know, inferior. I think Smash Brothers, I wouldn't say it's an easy game to make, but I think it's a, something that has such, like, such a framework that I think it's easy to kind of fill in the blanks, and then from there, it's just twisting, and t- or, like, tweaking the, uh, tweaking things. And uh, adding some new stuff, unless they really plan to change it, which I would be, I'd be for, you know, changing it, uh, changing it up a bit. But that's just me. I know a lot of people don't really want that. But it'll be interesting to see what characters and stuff uh, end up coming coming into the title down the line. I'm excited to hopefully get the uh, another Smash Brothers blog, so every week we can get some sort of little tasty tidbit of information. <laughs> And finally, uh, since I haven't been trying to make up for like 50 pounds of, by 50 pounds, I mean like months of, of, of game playing, uh, I haven't played all that much. I've been playing, uh, I'm still working my way through Enchanted Arms, so I'm trying to power my way through that. Uh, but the other thing I did was I re-picked up another code, R, which I don't know if I had, uh, talked about that on this podcast before at all, but, uh, me and my, my, well, I was playing it for my sister, a while back ago, and then so uh, she moved, and so it got kind of put to the side. But instead, um, I decided to just uh, capture footage for her, and then uh, she can watch it at her le- le- leisure. Although uh, I do, I do read it because one, it's it's uh, mainly because my capture card isn't that great, so text is kind of difficult to read. You can read it, but that and just like. Uh, I don't know, it's just easier for her, I guess, and that, and I don't mind reading it out loud, but, um, but yeah, so that's fun. Uh, again, another Code R and, like, Hotel Dust games are more, like, novels than actual, actual games, so. So, yeah, now we're, now we're actually getting closer and closer back to our, our, our 10-minute mark. The last few weeks have been, uh, pretty extensive, so we're gonna go ahead and close this out with a track, a single track for, uh, for Blue Stinger. Uh, called Sting Me. So, yeah, Blue Stinger's awesome. 2000, uh, 2000's, uh, survival horror game in the Dreamcast. And by awesome, I mean it's really bad, but that's why I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, enjoy, and I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>